What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. And we still don't have that intro song. <laughs> uh, you know what the problem is? What? The only time I really think about it is when we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're yep. Man, we still haven't gotten around know, to that. You yeah. know what I'm going to do? Put it on your to-do list. Uh, I was just going to say get around to it, but oh. you know what? I should probably put it on my yeah, to-do list. Otherwise, uh, I might not get around to it. If you don't make time for things, you don't get around to them. Then this one is very important. Yeah. This one we'll is very important. So uh, I do apologize, everybody, but <laughs> buckle up and hold tight because it's coming real soon. I bet they're just patiently waiting. On the you know, I bet sheets. they probably don't care that much, but uh, <laughs> they're going to love it. Yeah. Anyway. How All right, you doing? so uh, I'm good. How are, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good here. I'm currently on vacation. But, you are. Um, like vacation, but in the studio. Like I'm still here. I'm not in some remote tropical location. I'm just. You're on a, you're on a vacation from Premiere, but <laughs> our working happy hour is kind of like a totally separate thing. So you can't really take vacation from both at the exactly, same time. That would just be too much. So. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I wasn't at work today, but you guys had a big day. What'd you we guys do? did. So today, apparently, is Take Your Child to Work Day. What a special holiday. Yep. And you know what we did? You guys brought your kids? Took our children to work. Yeah. That's fun. I know. It actually was pretty cool um, because I can remember, I don't remember like going to work on like a Take Your Child to Work Day. No. Because it was just like, I don't know, when I didn't have like, didn't have a babysitter. I'll just go to work with my dad. <laughs> so... I spent a lot of time doing that and it was really interesting because I'm sitting there like we're filming a lot of stuff and we're taking pictures and videos and all that and they're obviously going to be in the vlog a little bit Mm -hmm. and all I have is like these few select pictures from when I was a kid like doing stuff with my dad so um I don't I don't know it's it's just really interesting to like I look back at those pictures and it, it brings back memories of like, but they're very like cloudy memories. It's like, yeah, oh, I remember like sort of doing that stuff. Do you think it's better or worse that like I had pictures so I can just like use my imagination to like create the memory for myself or hmm. like Max is now going to like just be like, okay, this is exactly what happened. Here's the video of that day. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. That's an interesting thought because I feel like, um, like I, I'm the same way. I have like very few pictures of like me going to work with my dad, but I used to go all the time. Um, so it's more of just like a feeling, you yeah. know? Like it, you just yeah. Like I feel like I had great days whenever I would go with my dad, and that's so nice. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that I'm forgetting so much. And if it was documented, like Max will have stuff documented. That's it's cool. Yeah. 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 That is cool. Anyway, so so we brought all of the children to work today, and uh, it was pretty it was pretty chaotic. I believe it. And yeah, I think the oldest child that was there was four. <laughs> so Tom brought his oldest, who was also four. Tony brought little Tony, who was four. Mm-hmm. Max came, mm-hmm. who is a little over two. Yeah, and then Tom's mom came to pick up. Delaney and brought two other kids and then the electrician was there today he saw that we brought our kids so he called his wife and she brought his kid oh really so oh, I didn't know that there was That's just fun. kids everywhere <laughs> and uh Tom brought donuts which was great Aww. so 
they just hung out for like an hour or so and kind of ran around. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. I'm sad that I missed that. That sounds like a really cute day. Uh, Max was very sad because I kept asking him all day yesterday, are you excited to go to work with daddy? And he just said, kept saying, Kathy. <laughs> Kathy. So he was pretty bummed that uh, you weren't there. Yeah. But yeah. Sarah sent me a video. It was very forget cute. forget about it. So. Yeah. We'll forget about it. He can just come over and hang out any yeah, other time. So absolutely. We'll do that. But yeah, we wanted to kind of touch on uh, because it was just take your child to work day mm-hmm. today and it was such a nice little thing. The concept of building a business to like one day pass on to a family member. Yeah. I feel like that is such a, it's such a prominent thing in the trades, whether it's you're handing down a business or you're handing down a skill set to your children. Like that is such a thing that like happened before, you know, it was like, I'm a third generation stonemason and my daddy was a mason and his daddy's daddy was a mason, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're all Southern. They all have that accent. They all have that. <laughs> Masons all talk like that. They do. But I feel like that's becoming a lot less of a thing. Yeah. Which I think is cool. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I wonder if it, I feel like a, like a little old lady blaming the internet for this, but I feel like, oh yeah, like with the internet, you're just exposed to so many different things and so much more knowledge that you can kind of create your own path. I feel like back in the day, you would just learn from whoever was around you and yeah, whoever was around you was also a stonemason or whatever. So then you would yeah. just learn their skills from them and that's how that would happen, I feel like. But yeah, it was either become a stonemason or starve and die. Yeah, I think so. I think so that's, I think that's how it went. Yeah. At that point. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. But I think that it's, I don't know. I think that it's really, like, I, I am not a boat builder, but I'm, like, into boats, which I got from my dad, who got from his dad and his dad. Yeah, like, so I feel like it's very special mm. to, like, pass on those traits. And I feel like I do have, like, a very... Like, like I can't imagine this not being my like hobby because it's so ingrained in my like family lineage. Yeah. So I think that that's like really special, but also it's not my job. So maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's why it's still special. I'm not sure. That could be. I think because yeah. people always ask, they're like, "Oh, there, Max is Max is going to be in charge one day, the next yeah. uh, generation." And I'm always like, uh, "Yeah, sure, you know, whatever." But I really don't think that. He like that's gonna be his path because I think if he's anything like me, he's not gonna like to take orders from his dad, especially yeah. on a job site. Um, so I think, I think that is kind of fading away, like that family history of like doing a a certain trade or mm-hmm. this is like a third generation business. I think that's going away, and you're probably right that the internet and just kids being exposed to so many different options that. They just want to like explore more. Yeah. And then a lot of times, you know, their passion project or whatever, they want to be like sports agent and that doesn't work out and they're back to, you know, doing whatever with, you know, old Pappy. So <laughs> it's always something good to fall back on if yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> your parents own a business. So, um, yeah, I just, I got to reflecting on that today and I thought it was, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. What was it? I know that you're like, you were going to work for your dad. That was the plan. Yeah. But did your dad want you to do what he did like my dad was like do you are not doing what i do yeah uh so both of my older brothers worked with my dad on and off for years they got fired and rehired and quit and came back so many times but uh 
I guess I was always like a little bit, I learned from their mistakes a lot. So like I got in trouble a lot less than they did. So I think my dad thought that it was going to be different with me when I said I wanted to do it. And, uh, I guess the only thing that was different is I only quit once and then I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I didn't go back after that. But I think a part of him was really excited about it. Like the the possibility of me coming in and taking over and, and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. But uh, in the end, I think it all worked out for the best. You know, it yeah. was, uh, it's just family dynamics in a business relationship are like so difficult. Yeah. It works really great for some people and it did not work for, for anybody in, in my family. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's interesting. That is interesting. My, my dad was like, absolutely not. Like even when he was going to retire, I tried to buy his business and I was yeah. like, please, like I hated my job at the time. So I was like, please let me buy this business. I will, I promise I'll do it. I'll do it right, dad. And he's like, no, absolutely not. Do not. You are not going to do what I do. Wow. You are not going. And not because he didn't think that I could do it. He was just like, you don't want go to go do something else. Like anything. You go do anything else. <laughs> anything. This is the worst. <laughs> um, huh. And he strikes me as somebody that probably enjoyed his job to an extent, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he was a business owner. He created his own reality. He'd like, yeah. he did whatever he wanted. Um, hmm. And he had like a, th- th- like, so he, his first business was a boat building business that his, dad started yeah so he owned that business with his dad for a while so he was a business owner right some capacity with that business and then he started his second business and because he had such a like reputable name from his first business he never had to do any like marketing or anything it was just all word of mouth and he was like completely he was like successful and in this area people if they wanted that service they would go to my dad yeah so he barely did anything like on that front he was just always busy yeah. And like barely had to work for it. So I feel like he was, you know, he had it pretty good. But yeah, for some reason he was like, this is not a business you want to be in. I don't know why, but. I guess he had his reasons, <laughs> but uh, are you happy that you did not do that? Um, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, like. You never know. That could have been great for you. Who knows? Yeah. Like I love. But also, like, like boating is my hobby, and I feel like maybe if I was working all around it all the time, because that's what he always said. It always, it kind of like ruined boating for him because he was just always working oh, around no. boats. So now, you know, maybe decks and patios are going to be ruined for you forever. You're never going to want to step on a patio because you're. <laughs> oh no! Because you work on them so often. Um, huh. That's so. That's kind of interesting because I always say that I tried to like wrap all my hobbies into my work yeah. and now like I started editing videos and, and shooting video because I was like, this is really fun. I love doing this. This is yeah. great. I don't do any of that anymore. Really? Yeah. Now Steve's doing all that. So maybe it already has ruined my hobbies. I need to pick a new one. That's completely different. Yeah. Maybe you do. You should do that. But yeah. I will say since Steve now does all that stuff, you get pretty jazzed when you do get to like make a clip again. Yeah. So yeah, I guess maybe I can, you, now I can like, now you pick can and choose. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's you don't really have good point. to do it. You get to yeah. do it or you can do it. So yeah, very interesting stuff to uh, think about here. Yeah. And I guess, I guess when Max gets old enough, uh, you know, I'll let him, he'll probably come work with me, you know, as kids always do like to earn a little bit extra money. And then, yeah. uh, 
I definitely want to go into it with no expectations of him like wanting to take over this business because like what are the chances that he wants to do the exact same thing that I'm doing? Yeah. You know? And he's so little, it's hard to know like what his he doesn't Strength. really have yeah, like he can't interests even pick up the yet. papers yet. Well yeah. <laughs> Right. It would be incredibly hard for him to like actually work because he's so tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't even know what his interests are. Maybe he maybe he's like really into like art or something that like those skills Are you trying to say what we do is not art? No, it is art, but Catherine, maybe I'm please. thinking like painting or like maybe he's like a, he wants to be a musician and that's where his, that's where his like mindset is. Yeah, that's true. Maybe he doesn't want to be a builder. Well, there's all, there's all different types of interests in the world. That's so true. Well, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. Max, if you are listening, uh, the world is your oyster. You can do anything <laughs> you set your mind to and uh, I will just be here to support you. What a beautiful way to wrap up. Bring your child to work day. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> was. Um, yeah, anything else on on bringing children to work? Something interesting. Um, a lot of people are saying you can, as a business owner, basically like have your child as an employee. And I think mm-hmm. it's like you can pay them up to like $11,900 a year, completely tax-free. Yeah. So it's like a tax write-off. And then I guess it just has to go into an account of their name. And like, it's a good way to like... I guess if you need more business write-offs, plus like get them set up to uh, have money, but I don't want to give him any money. Like he's not. Is he worth twelve thousand dollars to the business right now? I don't think so. <laughs> he's gonna work for it. I don't want to just teach him that. Like, oh, you could just be a baby, and yeah. you know. I think people do that a lot to like pay for college. Yeah, but like if he saving, wants to go to college, there's other ways to save for college. And also, I don't understand how that works. Like I've heard, I don't have kids, so it's not something that I've thought about too much, but I have seen like that you can do that. Yeah. But I don't understand how that works with like child labor laws. Like it's, how can you pay a kid, but then you can't legally employ a kid. So like the kid just just has to be related to you. I guess you're just giving your kid money. Like that only seems like a, like a backwards way of not paying taxes on money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that works. I don't either. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's really confusing, but if he wants to go to college, I'll tell you this much. He's going to have to pay for it himself. Yeah. That is something I'm very steadfast in because uh, I think so many people, they just like, if their parents pay for college, they're like, yeah, I'm going to college and I'm going to party. Yeah. I'm going to have such a great time. I'm not paying for it. I don't even know what the concept of money is yet. Who cares if I blow through 200 grand going to college yeah. and I barely pass and I have a degree in history of theater arts or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Pretty much exactly what you mean, because that's literally exactly what I did, except I didn't even get a degree. Yeah, but you didn't get a degree, but you went to two different colleges, and it took you five years, so people think that you have a master's degree, and that has worked to your advantage. No, I didn't go for five years. I went for four years, but yes. Oh, okay. Sick. Yeah. So they think that you went to two different schools, graduated one early, then went and got your master's? No, if you just say, like, I went went to Cabrini College and the University of Alabama, (laughs) that just makes it sound like... You went to one, and then you continued your education to the other one. Sneaky, very sneaky. <laughs> hey, man, I love I'm it. not. I've never said I had a master's degree. That's just people how how people interpret it. Wow, that's amazing. All right, well, I guess that's enough for the take your child to work uh, session. Yeah. One thing uh, I also want to touch on today. Yeah. You were talking about it a little bit. Is some people wanted some tips for starting a YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. 
right? Yep, we were talking about that. We were talking about that. And uh, a couple of people I know have just recently jumped into doing this. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's kind of cool to see people that I've known for a long time mm-hmm. do awesome work. They are already creating content on Instagram and, and Facebook and all that kind of stuff, but they've been waiting to take the jump into YouTube, uh, particularly RC Outdoor. Yeah. He uh, just, I, I've been talking to him for a couple years about it probably. Like, when are you going to do it? Like, he's got a great personality for it. He's mm-hmm. got a very relatable business. He's uh, smaller, but he's utilizing a lot of machinery. And he's really running, like, a cool business that a lot of people can aspire to and can relate to because yeah. of, like, the size and the scale of it. And uh, it's, it's, I forgot, I, like, forget how much work it was in the beginning like, cause I watch his, I'm watching his videos and it's like, I know how much work went into that one video. And in the beginning, like not that many people are going to watch it, Yeah, you know? And I just, I forgot how much work it is in the beginning for like, you have to wait for that payoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And you said the other day, if you had to do it again. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could. But that was the importance in the beginning of really enjoying it. It was like I was so excited to be making a video and doing this and and all that kind of stuff. So I think when you start anything new, you have that excitement about it. So like that's what keeps you going. Otherwise, you know, otherwise you, you would never start. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think I, I think that it's great that all these people want to hop into the YouTube world and yeah, it's only going to make for better content with more people out there doing it. So I agree. It's going to raise the bar for everybody. Yeah. If more people are doing it, I, I absolutely agree. And it is, I, you know, we always say that use those first couple of videos to like get all the work get, out the kinks, work out the kinks, get Find better at voice. it. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out what you like about it. Figure out how you want to portray yourself, get better at editing, get yes. better at like adding jaunty tunes into the mix. Um, so I feel like it's fun to, you know, experiment during that time. Absolutely. Get it out of your system. Get it out of your system. And that's, that's something I always tell people with any type of content or putting yourself out there. It's like, you can like find comfort in the fact that, not a lot of people are going to watch it in the beginning. Right. Like, you're not going to be that great at it. We just went back and watched my the first vlog we did, and it was horrible. <laughs> and I remember making it and being like, this is great. Yeah. This is awesome. So many people should watch this. And then we went back and looked at it, and I'm like, this is so cringeworthy. <laughs> it is so boring. It is just like the worst video ever. So yeah. you need, like, that practice. And, you know, throughout making videos and... I mean, it also applies to to business. Like you go through that period in the beginning where you're just figuring everything out and you're still like finding your lane. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it is an interesting parallel between making YouTube videos and starting a business. Yeah. You have to kind of like meander your way through and say, let me try out a little bit of this. Let me try out a little bit of this. Oh, I like this. This, this fits me. This suits me right here. Let's go with that. Yeah. And I think when, as we we were also recently just going on a trip down memory lane of all of our things that we've put on the internet, like with Steve and everything too. And all yeah. of us were like, oh God, this old stuff is so cringeworthy. But I, and it was, especially my stuff was very cringeworthy, but I feel like it's not embarrassing to me because it's like, I was taking a risk and I'm really proud of myself for doing that. 
So yeah. I feel like people who are worried about like embarrassing themselves or whatever, it's like be proud that you're taking a risk or putting yourself yeah. out there, trying something new. Like that's cool and exciting. I think so. And I think it just goes to really emphasize the point that like, I think um, that what you had on the internet was probably the least cringe. You think it's the <laughs> I most don't know. cringe. I think it was the worst I've ever <laughs> um, Steve thought his was like yeah. the most cringe, but I didn't like, I thought it was like, yeah. you're always going to be the most critical of yourself. In the one video, True. you're wearing like a ridiculous hat, which is yeah. kind of funny, <laughs> but you're like singing and it's like good. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's like not really. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that like you would have won American Idol. Maybe you could have been a contestant for sure. Maybe made it far. I don't yeah. know that much about singing. So, but it's not like it's like bad. It's good. So mm. not really cringe. Yeah. See, you're being critical of yeah. yourself. So this goes to prove the point. <laughs> Most of the time, other people don't care that much. They're like, oh, it's true. That's it. Wow. I didn't know that you could sing. That's great. Yeah. You know? I think that's, that's what most be more people yourself. would true. say that if they saw that video. They'd be like, Catherine, I didn't know you could sing. <laughs> I didn't know you had a set of pipes on you. <laughs> so never be afraid to just put yourself out there because yeah. uh, I think that is the essence of life, maybe. Yeah. Just putting yourself out there trying new things because uh, that's why most people never start. Very true. So. And for Steve, who he thought his stuff was cringy, he was a kid, so he was like, just like it was a cute little kid stuff. He was doing like parkour or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he was making videos of it, which probably most people his age weren't like making videos. Like that's yeah. cool that he was doing that. And then now it's his job. So. Yeah, I think it's awesome. What an amazing story arc and not cringy at all. <laughs> Definitely not cringy at all. <laughs> and uh, and it's like, the it seemed like the thing that he was like really into was he thought making the videos were cool then. Yeah. And it's like, what else are you going to make videos about when you're like 12 or 13, <laughs> but doing parkour, jumping off yeah. your, the deck at your parents' house, yeah. which is hilarious because <laughs> his first video is pretty much entirely him just jumping off of, <laughs> of the same deck over and over and over. Now he's just filming <laughs> decks in a different way. So really, really full circle full moment circle. for uh, Steve, <laughs> which was great. So uh, you might want to think about bringing that hat to work. I wish that hat still existed. It existed. existed. Uh, I'm it sure you a, could find a replica of it. Well, yeah, it's a very famous hat because it was a Bear Bryant, Alabama, like the coach, one of the most notable coaches for Alabama. That that was his hat. That's what he always wore. A fedora. A houndstooth fedora. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, a look. It's definitely a look. <laughs> Alabama, I could definitely find that hat again. Yeah. Or Amazon. I think you could. I could probably I might, Amazon you know what? Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, yeah. Bring it back, yeah. So I think I always like to reflect back on uh, on those kind of things. I don't think that a lot of us probably don't spend enough time like looking back at all the work that we've put in to get to this point. I know yeah. I'm one that I do it occasionally when, when things come up and it reminds me of like, oh, man, I remember when I was, you know, just getting started doing that or oh, remember like the first time we did this thing and now look at where we're at. Um, I don't think I do it nearly enough and I think it is really important. You get so lost in the uh, sauce, as they say. Yeah. They forget to step back and taste it off the wooden spoon. 
The sauce? The sauce, yeah. Off you the know, wooden spoon, okay. You know when you're making like a homemade sauce? Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're, you're in the sauce. <laughs> you need to step back and give it a little taste. Taste the sauce, okay. Taste the sauce. Off the wooden spoon, you know? Okay, yeah. That's a beautiful you, metaphor. You were, I was, you were going you. like spaghetti sauce. I was thinking more of like... Um, Barbecue sauce? <laughs> no, like chocolate sauce for some reason. Okay, interesting. And then I was like, why are chocolate on a wooden spoon? It took me a second, but I got to where you're... I got it. Okay, cool. Different kinds of sauces for everyone. Yeah, there's a wide wide array of sauces uh, for all of your interests and all of your tastes. So we're really we're really hitting the hard hitting stuff uh, this week. I must say. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. What uh, we got we got some other things to talk about. Do yeah. you have anything else that you want to uh, to talk? That was a fun little trip down down memory lane talking memory about lane. starting. We we didn't really give any advice on starting YouTube. We just no, went on no, a crazy just, tangent. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. We're really losing it. Uh, okay. So I think we, we did a little bit. We did a little bit, but a little bit of, why don't, why don't we condense this into a couple actionable steps? Okay. How about that? Okay. Okay. Um, YouTube, as we've said so many times, it's the hardest platform to not only gain traction necessarily, but the hardest to make content for because it's so much longer. Yes. So... My best advice for people is to just make sure that whatever, let's just pick, let's use us for example, decks and patios. Mm -hmm. That's what we're making videos about. So make sure that like one person is in charge of running the camera. In the beginning, it's probably going to be you. Uh, You can use your phone for that. And make sure that you are setting it up so that you are hitting everything chronologically. Like just document what you're doing as you go yeah, and try to keep the clips like short. So don't think that you have to sit there and like do a five minute dialogue about what you're doing. Just like kind of document the stages of what's happening with little clips as you go and try to keep them as short as possible because you don't even want like a really long running single clip because it's going to be boring right so you want those like cuts and all that kind of stuff so if you just document everything in a chronological order take clips as you go it can be a combination of talking points and showing what's going on aside from that you can mix in some time-lapse footage but if you have all of that in chronological order they're short clips all you need to do is just upload all of that into a software like a simple way to start is iMovie and you just import all of that into your timeline. And now without any editing whatsoever, you essentially have a movie about what you just did. Yeah. And then from there, all you need to do is just cut it down, delete the parts where it's slow, it doesn't really make sense, it's not important to whatever point you're trying to portray in this video. But that is a really easy way to get the framework of the video. Yeah. And then you can watch it and you can, you know, just make tweaks as you go. You can add in things like voiceovers if you're like, oh, I didn't really explain this. You know, there might be a shot where you're showing something and you're like, why didn't talk about that? Let me do a little voiceover. And you can do stuff like that with a set of headphones like, you know, Apple headphones have a built in mic. Mm -hmm. All of these things are super easy. So that would be my biggest piece of advice Document it as you go. Make sure you are keeping it in chronological order and keep the, sh- the clips as short as possible so you are not sifting through 50 hours of footage to make a 10-minute video. Yeah. So. 
Um, I do have a question. Yeah, absolutely. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Um, I'm a Mac user, as are you, and uh, iMovie is a Mac program yeah. that just comes on your computer. Yeah. Super easy to use. Mm-hmm. What's the Windows? Is there a Windows equivalent to it? I there. I think there is. Sure. It's like Windows Media something. Media. I don't know. I don't think many yeah. people have Windows computers. If you do, just go buy a Mac, I guess. Or uh, it's still the same thing applies. I'm sure lots you can of get. Have Windows computers. Yeah, most of the world actually yeah. still, I think, <laughs> operates on on Microsoft yeah. operating yeah, yeah, systems. So, huh? Who would have thought? Uh, I'm sure there's some sort of equivalent, right? Yeah, or just like a very cheap software that you can buy for video editing. But the same thing kind of still applies. Keep it as simple as possible, and really just like look at the shots you're getting and try to get like some cool shots. And you'd be so surprised that if you do that. And you can, I think it would be good practice if somebody wants to get into it. Like, just document one day and just take little clips and try to keep all the clips to 15 seconds max. A lot of them are going to get cut down way shorter. And just upload them chronologically, put music behind it, and just, just let it play. I think you'd be so surprised that you're like, this is like, this is a video. Yeah. This like actually feels like it was edited and I didn't do anything but shoot the clips in really short format, just keep it, you know, quick and concise and then cut to all these things and just upload it, put a nice music bed underneath of it. Boom. You have yourself a video. Yeah. That's obviously the very basic and like first thing that you would do, but that is, that's your framework. Then you can just chop it up from there. You can, you can go as far as you want editing it and all that kind of stuff. And that comes with, more experience, more feedback from people that watch it. Yeah. You know, you can force all your family members to watch your video a million oh, times and give you, you should, feedback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I still do that yeah. to this day. <laughs> so do I, yeah. Max is a great audience because <laughs> right now he's still excited about it. So, uh, What do you think about that advice I just gave? I thought that was uh, pretty good. Yeah, that, I, I thought think that, that was pretty good. I think that was great. And I think beyond that... Um, if you so that's great for editing mm. when you're filming the things i think that it's good to kind of consume other content and notice how people are filming things and yes. how you can like kind of work different angles or just see how people are framing things up to get an idea of how you want to frame it cuz i feel like i watch youtube videos where it's just kind of like one static image the whole time of a person talking there's no like movement the frame is just kind of like right at eye level and it's just a person talking and it can get like very dry. And mm-hmm. if that's something that you wouldn't want to watch, then don't do that. You know, like, like yeah. look at the other content that you want, like that you are already consuming. Yes. See how they kind of move around and, and kind of mimic that, that kind of energy. Definitely. Definitely. I think you can, you can do a combination of things like watch what other people are doing and having success with. But, uh, also if, I think it is important to create something that you would want to watch. Right. Because I think when I started with the YouTube like four years ago, should I keep calling it the YouTube? (laughs) When I started with the YouTube. Right, yeah, no, I like that. uh, A lot of the construction-based stuff, and a lot of it still is, is like very just straightforward, instructional-based, and it's a little bit more dry, and it's, it's more educational. And a lot of channels have a ton of success with that, and Mm -hmm. that's what their viewers want. But I never really felt like that was something that I would want to sit there and watch all the time. 
I also don't think that I'm as like knowledgeable or as experienced or have as much to teach people about like the actual technical aspects of putting things together. Mm-hmm. My expertise is more in the design and the having fun on the job site. Like that's my, uh, that's my strong suit. Yeah. Having fun on the job site most of the time. So I wanted to create my own style video where it just felt authentic to me and it felt like a tight, a video that I would want to watch that I would find enjoyable. So find that balance of getting inspired by other people's stuff, but also don't just straight try to mimic it. Like you said, make it, what'd you say? Make it something you would want to watch. Yeah, I meant, yes, I agree with all that. Yeah. Um, but I meant more so of like the frame, just like the actual framing and setting up a camera. Like yeah. I think a lot of people will set up a camera and think that it's okay. And then it's like, it's like from like the top of their shoulders up and then you can't really even see what they're doing. And it's just yeah. kind of explaining. So um, I was saying more be mindful of like yeah, framing and capturing content. Absolutely. So then you, it's easier yeah. to edit. Yeah, um, but I, no, I was not being critical. I was not being critical of what you were saying. Uh, I was I was really just riffing on the make something that you would want to watch. Right, yes. Like you said. Yes, so. yes, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So go out and start a YouTube channel. Go out and start a YouTube. You know what? They're real fun. It is really fun. And uh, I think a lot of people could benefit from... Uh, re- you know what I think it does for us? I think it it invokes a sense of like fun and it just makes it it gets you back to like that feeling of I'm creating something fun and I'm doing this because I like it yeah because when I was first building outdoor living spaces it was like I was so excited about it and I still am so excited about it but I think that if you do it a bunch of times it can get like kind of monotonous it can get kind of like oh I'm just doing this thing and you forget how passionate you were about it in the beginning and at least for me, making videos about it, it like introduces another element of fun and excitement to what we do every day. Yeah. And it's just a cool way to document what you're doing. Like you can always go back and look like four yeah. years ago and be like, oh, that's what I was doing. I remember that job or yeah, I, I've only worked here for like just under two years, I guess, like a year and a half or a little bit more than that. And I was telling somebody about a job yesterday and I was like, I was on that job. I remember being on that job and I like, I couldn't remember certain things about it. So I was like, yeah. let's go watch oh the video. Gosh. Yeah. And I was like, I had to like go back and look at pictures and stuff. So what, uh, what video or what, what project? It was Sweetwater. The, it wasn't oh, even that oh. long ago, but yeah. it's like, um, we were talking to like a, one of the PR guys and he was like, oh, right, he was like right, asking right. like what kind of railing and stuff there was. And I was like, I know that I was on that job. I can think of what the pictures look like. I can't remember what kind of railing we, we, yeah. But, and then, on that job, we had like this really fun day with like a like a bird flew into a window and we nursed it back to health and it was a really fun. And we will have those memories forever. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's just fun to go back and remember like oh like you know that yeah that was fun on that job or that thing happened or because we we document everything so in such a detailed manner we yeah. do know every single thing about like everything that happened so I think yeah in the future that's just gonna be really fun to go back and look at. Yeah. All of these things. And for someone who has a bad memory like me, I can go back and be like, oh, no, we didn't use cable rail on that job. Yeah. Something about. True. Yeah, I think uh, there's just the benefits are plentiful, I would say. I would say so. I would agree. I would say so. Uh, What do you think? You got anything else on on YouTube? 
Um, no, I do think that we should do another like really in depth deep dive on YouTube. Deep 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 deep, deep deep dive on YouTube at some point. Uh, I I don't want to say this is totally unrelated, but if Shack ever opens up a restaurant, it should be called Shack Shake Shack. Thought of that today at lunch. <laughs> Just wanted to share that with everybody. He should buy Shake Shack. Shake Shack's already a restaurant. Yeah. And it can be Shack Shake Shack. Yeah. He should. He should. Yeah. As a smart business. Doesn't he own a bunch of like. Yeah. What does he own? Papa John's? Papa John's. Yeah. And something else? Some other food restaurant? Uh, food restaurant. A food restaurant. Yes. I think it's a food restaurant that he owns. A restaurant for food. <laughs> it's like a regular restaurant, but, but it's, it's a, but for food. It's for food. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I, he doesn't own a lot. He's like a straight up, like almost billionaire. Yeah, he owns like, like a bunch of stuff. I yeah, think. he is like one of the original investors in Ring, Ring cameras. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. yeah, very diverse time. portfolio. Oh, the, the printer, the printer ink. Yes, the that, that might be what, yeah. I, what I'm thinking. He's always in those commercials, color tank or whatever. And there's something else. Probably a lot of things, but anyway, do you want to just do you want to just stay here until we until we uncover it? Just. Just I think we stay. can move on. We we'll, can move on. We'll, okay. we'll, Make sure maybe come back next, to us. Yeah, next maybe next episode we'll come back with like a Shack News situation and we'll debrief on Shaq all the news. things that he owns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. <sighs> wow, you really, I really uh I was gonna say you threw me off, but I was the one that brought up the whole Shack thing. Yeah. Totally unprompted. So apologize I, uh, for that. I, another hard hitting news topic. I yes. keep your you recently got an Apple Watch, and I feel yes. like you keep just distra- getting distracted by it. How's your Apple Watch journey going? Uh, it's good, <laughs> and uh, it's it's uh, I'm getting used to it. Yeah, yeah, I am getting used to it. Uh, I will tell you what it has made me not scroll my phone nearly as much. Oh, yeah, that's which a good has been side good. effect. Yeah. yeah, so I've been charging my phone downstairs, wearing this on my wrist arm Mm -hmm. and uh so when i get up like you know i'm not gonna like i don't even know if you can get like instagram or uh, social media on these things can you i don't think so i don't know and it would be so tiny even if you could exactly so like there's nothing to like scroll on you know if i get a call or something and also at work i don't have to have my phone on me or i don't have to pull out of my pocket because like most of the time i'm just getting spam calls so i can just be like whoop delete yeah (sighs) So, yeah, it's it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. I like it. Nice. I know my, uh, the, the what do they call that? The ozone alert le- level. You have ozone alert levels on it? Uh, what do they call it? The UV index. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a three. That's right on my thing right now. Oh, nice. You're not going to get some uh, heart. Resting heart rate, 55. <laughs> not too bad. <laughs> so, it's a good thing I know all that. Yeah. And good thing every, yeah. you just told everybody else, too. I bet they wanted to know. They probably did. Yeah. But the real reason I wanted to get it was so I can run in the summer. You know, you don't want to be carrying around a phone. Right. So I got cellular on this bad boy. So if I fall over into a ditch, I can go, call for help. You know, I won't need my phone. Um, did you know that they that there's something? I don't know if you have to set it up, but if like you get Crashed, in a car accident, yeah, yeah it mm-hmm. like alerts your friends and family. Or I yeah. guess whoever you yeah. decide to let it know. Yeah. That's insane. That is insane. How does yeah. it know? Don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't want to think about that. That's really a bummer. So, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> like in the Apple Watch, it's, uh, I'll keep you updated on it, but, uh, 
Maybe we'll have a weekly <laughs> Sean's thoughts on Apple Watch segment. <laughs> we can have that the shack segment. Yeah. Does everyone else like when you <laughs> when you get it in your head, you're like, ah, I gotta buy this thing. You're just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to the store. I'm gonna buy a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I fall into those a little bit every yeah. now and then. We just switched uh, all of our filming over to the new iPhone 14 Pro because Steve got one and it's like incredibly good. Yeah. It's so much better than our, I was going to say more expensive camera, but <laughs> the phone's expensive as heck. <laughs> so, but it's so much easier to use. It's like right there. Um, yeah. So I bought two of those. Sarah needed a new laptop, bought one of those, but the AirPod Pros <laughs> and I bought an Apple Watch. Uh, at Costco. So, and then your bank shut you down. The bank shut me down. They were like, uh, did This seems it, questionable. Was this fraudulent that somebody <laughs> used your card to spend $5,000 on electronics? <laughs> Two cell phones? What? Who does that? So, yeah, uh, they just shut it down, and I had to go to the bank and say, uh, I'm sorry, that was, that was me. It's embarrassing, <laughs> but yes, that was me. But it's for business. Uh, yeah. So, right? I don't know. You made the purchases. I wasn't there. I hope it's for business. Yeah, it is. It is. It definitely <laughs> is. It was definitely necessary. But uh, anyway. Yep. You got anything else on, on that front? Because I do mm, have more to talk about. No. What else you got for us? What, how, uh, what, what kind of time we got? I know you love when I ask that every week. What do we got? Uh, 20 more minutes. 20 more minutes. For our happy hour. Perfect. Yeah. That might work for what I'm about to get into. Okay. But, okay. I want to talk about the Phantom Post. Oh, yeah. The Big Phantom news around, Post. Around our parts. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the Phantom Post. What are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, it, that was, it was just so exciting. So it was <laughs> such an exciting week because I feel like, uh, as I've said, I feel like the thing that I am, I'm best at, like my skill says really in the design, like that's the part I love about it. I love building too, but yeah, like that's the part that I'm super passionate about. And I feel like this is the first feature that is like a distinct architectural detail that I've come up with and is now here. Yeah. You know, okay. well, let's rewind a little bit. Okay. Explain what is it. it. Yeah. Okay. So basically we build a roof. Yes. And normally there's like a post in each corner. Yes. Well, one of, of course, the corners there has should no, be. Yeah, one of the posts has or one of the corners has no post. And it looks it looks crazy. It does. It, it looks, looks like awesome. It, it looks like it's gonna fall down. Yeah. But it's not. And that's the cool part. <laughs> so it really does and I think it's gonna look even more epic once the beams are built out and all trimmed yeah, and yeah. everything. It is I just feel like it's it's it was a long time coming. I designed it and when I designed it, I was just like there's got to be a way to do it, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure what that way is, but there, there has to be a way. <laughs> so it was really just like, you know, coming up with, with this picture. And then from there, I had to talk to the architect and then the architect had to talk to an engineer and size the beams and connections and all that kind of stuff. And it was just really cool to see that come to fruition, build it, take that temporary support post out, which was like, yeah. I was really scared for some reason, even though it had been designed by an engineer, like <laughs> we build it, like, and everything makes sense in my head, like as far as how this load is being transferred and why there's no post needed in the corner. But at the same time, it's like, there's supposed to be a post in the corner. Of course yeah. there's supposed to be a post in the corner. 
and there's not. And across the front, there's like a 13 foot cantilever where a beam is just like extending out 13 feet, and it looks looks wild. <clears throat> so, it does, yeah. um, I just felt like that was like a really cool moment to take that out, step back, and just be like, wow, yeah, this is uh, I feel like a seminal moment in my life as a designer and in premier outdoor living as a business. Yeah. Well, congratulations and on that. You should be very proud. Thank you so much. It is a pivotal moment. And I feel like, especially cause we've been talking about this for the past year, I feel like. Yeah. Cause you designed it a while ago and uh, we would go to different things and we'd talk about it and people would be like, you can't do that. You can't do that. How are you going to do that? How are you going to do that? Steel? Steel? Or, yeah. Or some people would be like, I feel like very few people were like, oh yeah, you can do that. More people are definitely like, you definitely can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. That's just a picture. <laughs> you can't build yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah, it's a picture now, but, and <laughs> at varying stages of talking to people about this, there was, um, <laughs> some of the conversations were before I had talked to an architect about it, and yeah. it was just a picture, and I was like, <laughs> it's possible. No, 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 Trust it's going to work. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You know what probably did spur the inspiration for this? Hmm. That book, Super Tall Buildings. Oh, did you ever finish that? No, not totally. But uh, <laughs> I think I want to savor it because every time I pick it up and read a little bit of it, I'm just like, if people can build super tall buildings, <laughs> you can do anything. Yeah. This is just like a tiny 13-foot cantilever on a, a roof yeah. off the back of a house. Like People build super tall buildings. It's true. This is possible. So, <sighs> something to think about. Something to think about. Um, yeah. So what was I saying? I guess... Just about it was just a pivotal moment. Pivotal moment, and it also reminded me because we got a lot of comments on the video, like, "Why risk it? Like, that's going to fall. Like, why, why reinvent the wheel? Post in the corner always works. Why not do post in the corner? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, is there some element of risk that, like, when we take that support post out, it suddenly drops two inches? Yeah, I guess there's like there's more of a chance of that happening, taking out the post than leaving the post in. But that is what makes it so cool. You have yeah. to take risks like that. Yeah. So. Especially because you're, you're a designer. Like that's, that's yeah. what I feel like that's like designing and building are two separate things. And I feel like design pushes the envelope of build science. So. Yeah. So that's figure what we're out, doing. Yeah. Figure out how to make it possible. At some point, maybe there'll be no posts on a roof. It'll be like something crazy. And. Yeah. Like designers need to push that envelope. Yeah. And after I took out that one post, I was like, I want to take out more posts. How many more posts <laughs> yeah. can we take out before this thing falls down? Um, it was only designed to not have that one post that I did yeah. take out. So we did not take out any additional ones. But uh, it just it got me thinking that you need to you need to always push yourself. You need to take risks. That's the only way you're going to grow. It doesn't have to be with taking a post out of the corner of a roof. It could be taking risk is something that you do inside your business or just taking a leap of something that, you know, that seems a little bit scary, but is going to push the envelope and going to take you to that next level and just be something that you can build upon. Yeah. Right? That phantom Absolutely. post is a metaphor for life. I think it might be. I think it might be. You think that this it's a pivotal point in post has been propping you up the whole time, but you didn't even need it. You didn't need post all along. The post was just weighing you down. <laughs> so something to think about. Something to definitely think about there. Right? Excuse me, sorry, I burped. Um yeah, and it has been kind of fun just like 
making content around it and like people <laughs> yeah. commenting like, cause we had it at first supported just by two by fours and people were like, Oh my God. Yeah. You have a LVL supported with a two by four, you hacks. Yeah. And it's like, hold on, you're going to lose your mind in a yeah. second. <laughs> yeah. And that, that post was so funny. No pun intended. <laughs> post post. Uh, it was just of one, uh, six by 12 LVL going into, a concealed bracket on another six by 12 LVL. Yeah. Uh, really close up shot. And it was like kind of like a, just a simple, stupid little video, yeah. but with it, like no context, it, like. no context at all. <laughs> and it has like almost, I think it's got 1.6 million views on TikTok. Yeah, It just emphasizes like posts can be really simple. Like videos yeah. can be really short and simple. And, uh, especially this one, cause it stirred the pot a little bit. Yeah. People, cause you could just see two, two by fours holding up the corner and it was funny because it's like, well, if you think that that's not strong enough yeah. to hold it up, <laughs> wait till we take those out and there's nothing holding it up. So this is funny. Uh, yeah. Just funny. Yeah. The internet's a funny place. It is. And, uh, but ultimately, congratulations. You took a big risk. Thank and you it so much. paid off. And I think that. I can't wait to do it again. What? Remove more posts? I don't know. Something. Just do something. Something crazy? Yeah. Something crazy. Yeah. What are you going to do to. What's your next leveling up moment? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. You don't know till you know. You know? Well, you got to make it. Yeah, exactly. But till that inspiration strikes, you know? Mm. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, inspiration has to strike. Got it. Mm, yep, and it never strikes the same place twice, like lightning. <laughs> but if you catch it in a bottle, that's good. Lightning in a bottle? Or I'm thinking genie in a bottle? Christina Aguilera? Christina yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, mm. what? <laughs> What are we talking about? That was quite a tangent. Yes. I feel like it might be a little bit hyperbole, but I feel like this Phantom Post is my seminal Frank Lloyd Wright moment. Frank Lloyd Wright moment. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's like that was that was when it all, you know, in the in the documentaries and the biopics, you're going to be like, this project was the one that changed the course of history. Are you just saying that because Frank Lloyd Wright was like a really cool architect or because he had some sort of moment that like changed his whole design? Mm, just because he was a cool architect, I guess. Hmm. I don't know. And I'm going to see that house that he did, Falling Water, pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So Very moist in there, I will say. Oh, you been there? I've been there, yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. No way. Huh. It's really cool because it does like just like go right through the house, which is cool. Yeah. Creates a very moist environment, though. Hmm. Interesting. Something to think about. Yeah. Well, it's something I'm not just going to think about. I'm going to experience yeah. for my myself. So Yeah, that'll uh, be fun. When, you, when are you going to that? Beginning of June, maybe. Okay. I forget. Anyway, you got anything else on uh, on my Frank Lloyd moment? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, that it, I think that it's very fun to like be talking about something for so long and then have it come to come to fruition. And we all stood there and watched you take the post out. And it was it was a nice moment. It was very exciting. Yeah. It was even more exciting because, like, I took out the post while standing directly under the beam. Yep. And Ant was, was on, on the, the roof. The roof yeah. And Tom was <laughs> on the, still sheathing the other side of the roof. Yeah. So uh, I just felt like, you know, if this thing's coming down, let's, we'll all bring it down together. <laughs> we'll all be part of it. We'll all be Perfect. part of it. Yeah. And I'll be crushed by the weight of the roof and I won't have to deal with any repercussions. <laughs> just my family will, I suppose. Anyway, uh, I got a little dark. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. Do we have any more time left that I can touch on one more little thing? Oh, yeah. What do you want to touch on? How much time do we I have? We have a couple minutes. Okay. You can have a couple. You can have the floor for a couple more minutes. Thank you. 
Are you going to play like some I'm gonna play walking some, off yeah, music yep. if I run too <laughs> long? You, yep, definitely. A couple things that we've been doing on this job. Some really interesting marketing ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we are uh, working in a really nice development that is very close in proximity to our homes for yeah. everybody, really, except Steve. But <laughs> he's kind of far, far from yeah, everything. Very but, far from uh, Steve. Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. Really sorry. <laughs> but you chose this life, so. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a really great uh, development. Mm-hmm. A lot backs of opportunity golf course. for work there. Mm-hmm. Our project backs right up to the golf course, so it's right by the green. Um, golfers park their carts there. Mm-hmm. They can see the whole thing. So yep. what we did was get job signs made up that say, two of them right next to each other, watch us build this project on YouTube, search Premier Outdoor Living. So that's right at the back of the yard facing the golf course, which is cool. And then uh, Ant came up with the idea, you executed the idea of getting huge 12-inch stencils and painting across the whole 26-foot beam across the front, Premier Outdoor Living. Yeah. So it's like huge. (laughs) And... uh, it's just, uh, yeah. I feel like we haven't done any like unique marketing things like that. That we have all of these online things, but yeah. it's a cool way to like mix those worlds. Like, yeah, you know, this is in an area that we want to do more work in. It's a really nice development. It's, uh, from what I hear, a pretty expensive country club to join. So, like, all the people that are going to be golfing there are potential clients for us. Yeah, and it not only gives them an opportunity to show what we're working on right now, and if they golf there often, they're going to see different stages of the project, but also give them a place to go to not just contact us without more information. They, we're telling them, go to our YouTube, see what we're all about. Yeah. And if they do that, they've watched us build this project right in front of their eyes, plus they have seen us on YouTube. They can get a better idea of everything that we do. They get to know us. So I feel like any leads that we get in this development are going to be warm. What do they say? Warm? Hot? hot. It's going to be a hot lead. Yeah. It's going to be a spicy lead. <laughs> oh, spicy. I don't know. You never know. Yeah. One or I the think other. that it's interesting because we, we do very little traditional marketing. Yes. And usually we try to make it hard for people to like call us or like... Yeah. We're very <laughs> mysterious. Yeah, we're very. We keep it keep it real low key in real life. Yeah. Um So this is like the first kind of like traditional marketing that we've done. It's like traditional, it's cool. mi- well, it's, but it's like the tra- yeah. It's, it's like an it's, untraditional traditional. It's a traditional way to lead people to our untraditional marketing. Traditionally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be great. And I w- like the stencil thing. I was kind of and was. Just he called me over. And he's like, order stencils online. I was like, no problem. So I got them, and I was like, I don't know if this is gonna be that cool. But once it was up there, it is cool. It's pretty cool. It's it like a big really cool. impact. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, <laughs> not something I would have thought of. And it's like, boom, everyone can see it. So, but what did we say? What next time we're gonna spray it on the ground? <laughs> yeah, I did spray it up in the air uh, on a pick. Yep. And there was a there was one moment where I had like my like. The pick wasn't as long as I needed it to be. Yeah. And I didn't want to move anything. So I just like hooked my leg into one side of the ladder and then hung mm. off of the other side of it. Yeah. Um little element probably, of danger. Probably not great. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next time okay. I will do it on the ground. But 
great. You know, actually, it was kind of fun. So maybe yeah, I will. love that. Love that for you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, think outside the box. I think I think the common thread here is get out of your comfort zone. Think outside the box, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not only will it push you further, it'll help reinvigorate some of that passion that helped get you started. Oh yeah. You know. That's a nice. That's a nice <gasps> send off statement. You know what I just realized? What? Mr. Jerry Springer has died today. What? You didn't know that? No. Oh. And I feel like I just had my Jerry Springer moment. What's a Jerry Springer moment? You know, it's like (laughs) the whole show is just like nothing but chaos the whole time, which is kind of like what we do all the time. Just, you know, rambling non sequitur after (laughs) non sequitur. And then at the end... He has some like profound thought and he like brings it all together Mm. with some like impactful metaphor or something. Wow. Beautiful. What a beautiful moment for you. I think that Jerry just came down (laughs) and took over my body for a second and gave his last final words. Yeah. Thanks, Jerry. R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, that was like my childhood. I mean, it's everyone's childhood when you have a sick day. It's true, yeah. Mari, then Jerry Springer. Mari, yeah. yeah. Mari was good, too. Yep. And uh, the lady. Ricky Lake? Oh, yes. But yeah. the other lady. Uh, Wendy Williams? No. Uh, um, she had red hair, like a red little, oh, red little oh. situation. With glasses. Oh, yeah. Well, Sally Jesse? Sally y- Jesse Sally Raphael? Sally Jesse Raphael, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> what a trip down memory lane. Yeah. Channel 17 was what it was on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't have cable either. No. That's why you were watching that trash when <laughs> yep. you were home from school. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. All, other kids were watching Nickelodeon. Yeah. It wasn't an option. <laughs> my parents Pickens, thought that but... cable would rot my brain, so I just had to watch Maury and Jerry Springer and Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> but all of that has culminated into this Jerry moment that this, I just had. This one specific moment. <sighs> <laughs> R.I.P. Jerry. All right. Well, pour one out for Jerry Springer later. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Big fella. But yes. Beautiful way to wrap up an episode. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. So that's it for this week. Yep. That's it for this week. I'm going to get so. back to my vacation. Yeah. Well, have fun with that. Thank you. All right. Well, I uh, hope everyone enjoyed this. Please leave us a review. Tell a friend. Hit subscribe. If that's an option. Yeah. I'm still not sure how that works on podcasts, but I think it is a option. It is, yes, it is. Please do that for Please us. Please do that. And Check remember, us out on YouTube. We put all these, these on YouTube. Also on, too, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Were you? I was I'm sorry just going to say that. I do apologize. That was incredibly rude. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time, this has been the Hardworking Happy Hour. See you next week.